They throw it to him in the end zone for the touchdown. That's a way to come back. Welcome back, Mr. Parham. I would target that guy every single time I got the ball inside of the 10-yard line. Jones. Clap Parham. The big tight end rumbles down the sideline. Six foot eight and speed. His second touchdown of the half. 65 on that one. The Renegades going to get their second win, and the team that everyone thought was going to be one of the favorites in this league starting to play like an XFL favorite. All we want to do is win down in Texas. What's going on, football fans? This is the XFL show, and this is a recap of the Dallas Renegades' victory in Seattle against the Dragons, 24 to 12. This is Bryant. And this is the fireless dragon, Allen. That's harsh. That's yeah. harsh. It was just one game. It's not Still just of, Allen. Not a lot of fire in the fourth Still quarter. Still in St. Louis, by the way. We are here. Uh, now we've made it away from our watch party that we were at earlier today. We're back uh, in our makeshift studio for the weekend, Allen. We got to see this game. Well, we got to hear the commentary. What would you think? Give me some first, first things that pop out of you for this game. First thing that popped out was the gigantic, the elegant and the mystical Donald Parham, who I believe played college ball where? Uh, Stetson in Florida. Stetson? Stetson. Stetson. Stetson in oh Florida. Oh, my gosh. God. Oh, I'll get it. A, I'll get it. What a fun, I'm amazed by his 6'8 figure. What a fun performance. Five what a, receptions. What a graceful touchdown 101 he had. yards. You called two it. Touchdowns. You have a big game. You called that. I'll I might have an you. early winner. I will credit you for calling this big game for Donald Parham. Who made uh, Bryant look good again award. He could win it twice in a row. It looks like he's going to. He might. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But, yeah, uh, again, uh, Landry Jones' favorite target, Alan. Really, it's something that I think most teams know it's going to happen. But I don't know if you can stop it. 6'8", inside the 10, guess who it's going to? <laughs> Parham. And I don't think you're going to be able to stop him. And also, I don't think teams are going to be able to stop Landry Jones whenever he gets it right because he's still not happy with his <laughs> game. And after the game, again, he said as much. But 30 for 41. And 274 yards, three touchdowns, a pick. He had the fumble. Two picks. Two picks, excuse me. He had the fumble. And, you know, a, a little actually sloppier game maybe this week for Landry than it was against L.A. A louder atmosphere. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily a better defense, but Landry's going through the growing pains. But the thing is, the personnel, the offensive line for sure, the running game in the fourth quarter again, you see the Dallas Renegades one thing that comes to mind, the word about them, finishers. They're finishers. They proved it today. Uh, they proved it last week, too. So now today, again, another great game from the Dallas defense and that running game, Cameron Artis-Payne, 13, out of, uh, 13 attempts, 80 yards, uh, no touchdowns still. He almost got to the end zone. They got him down to the one. I think they stopped him there. Uh, they had to kick a field goal. Uh, regardless, Alan, I think a lot was proven by both teams, uh, Seattle, uh, last week didn't have the greatest effort. They did come out with that win, but I mean it was Tampa Bay. Uh, we talked about Tampa Bay earlier on on one of our other recaps this morning. Uh, Seattle, Brandon Silver's decent, twenty-one out of thirty-four, uh, two hundred and four yards, two TDs, and interception. Not going to get it done. You're talking about a super mediocre game, maybe. That's I mean a bad game, I would call that, but that's. You know, from what we've seen across the league, maybe we'll call that mediocre for now. But compared to Landry Jones, who had a bad game, that's a bad game. You, 
His his mediocre game, Brandon Silvers, is a bad game for Landry Jones. That's where he's at right now. That's why they lost. Their quarterback was inaccurate. He couldn't hit downfield again, and he had some guys. And you saw that was that was the key. The fourth quarter can't move the ball. So many three and outs. You're putting your defense out there to get run over by Cameron Artis Payne, Lance Dunbar. I mean, that's just that falls on Brandon Silver's not executing. He looked frustrated. He looked like I don't know if he snapped at Zorn, but he definitely looked like he said something about this offense and the and the plays that maybe they were running. I'm I'm speculating, going by what we were hearing on the broadcast. We also have heard that you know Jim Zorn's offense grasp and everyone's grasp of the offense it's still coming together and. You see they have playmakers, Seattle. Quarterback just can't get them the ball accurately throughout the game, and I really do put a lot on him, Brandon Silvers, in this game. And I'm sure he would say as much because he takes a lot of ownership for these these uh, bad games he's having. I think he's a guy who probably could step out of his shell eventually, but right now I think he might be what's holding back a Seattle team that is a lot better than we all thought. Yeah, uh, Seattle has had the fortune of their schedule a little bit here. They, they've had the Tampa Bay game, which gave them that victory, which Tampa Bay did not look good last week. I'm still not sold on Seattle. Brandon Silvers, like you're saying, has to shape up. I don't know if that's going to happen. Now, we're three weeks into this season. We've kind of seen the quarterback that Brandon Silvers is. He was better than last week, but he's you know not good enough to win some of these other games when they play L.A. even. you know L.A. and Seattle, they're going to be playing for one of those final playoff spots. We see Houston where they're at. Seattle's not there. Dallas is almost to where Houston's at. So it's Seattle and L.A., one of those two teams, when they play each other here in a couple weeks, need to to figure it out to be able to get uh, some momentum going. Uh, let's talk about some of the positives here for the Dallas Renegades. 374 total yards, Allen. Uh, 7 for 12 on first down. Not great, but doable. 2 out of 4 in the red zone. Uh, their kicker, uh, McGinnis, mm-hmm. he's he's racking up the points. Twenty-one total points so far this season for him. Uh, leads the league in scoring, I believe. If that, the all-time the XFL leader in points. Congratulations, <laughs> Bob Stoops loves his special teams. He was glowing, glowing on some of those plays. I mean, he had a hell of a kick at the end to get the minor touchback. That's that's what's great about the skill. different rules. Is you yeah you put that kind of uh, skill in play from a kicker could really affect the game, and he did. And the Dragons, I just when you do it that to a team like the Dragons, you really are hurting them because this is a team that I think would be good if they were playing from ahead. You know, they have run, run they have running game, but they didn't run the ball. Today. They ran twenty seven times with that Hydra of running backs, the, the three headed monster, but twenty seven times still ran the ball more times than Dallas. But I think everybody's going to run the ball more times than Dallas until the end of a game when they really start pounding you and they have you blowed up. Uh, Seattle threw the ball too much in this game, I thought. Their third down conversions at 8 for 15, not too shabby, I think, for for Seattle, but still uh, at the end of the game when they needed plays made, they didn't get them. And like I said, I think they have weapons. Austin Prohl, Proof that he he's proven he's a weapon in this league. One of the better receivers. Keenan Reynolds, explosive player. All three of those running backs. How do you how do you only score twelve points with those kind of players? I put that on Brandon Silver's inaccuracies throughout this game, and unfortunately, uh, that leaves the Dragons now at one and two, and a loss at home in the West. Not good for them today. Uh, really a bad lo- a bad loss for them uh, in terms of the grand scheme of things. And 
I think, though, throughout this season, if I don't know if it's the terminology which was talked a lot about on the broadcast, whatever gets figured out, eventually this could be a really tough team to play. I wouldn't want to play at the end of the season based on the the, the what their skill players have shown so far. Defensively, I thought they did a good job managing the Renegades. What about you? And the, the I mean, they got they were getting run on at the end of the game, but they still had goal line stands and and. You know, they got the ball back, too, for the offense. Well, yeah, the, they, they sacked, sacked fumble on Landry Jones. Got to give uh, – you know, we, we didn't mention that fumble by Landry Jones. That's three turnovers by, Land, by Landry Jones. A lot to there, but their defense helped them. Uh, defense kept Dallas in check for most of the game, but eventually you're going to break, and that's what Seattle's defense Mar- did. Marcel Frazier's quickly becoming my favorite defensive player. <laughs> With the touchdown last week, the forced fumble this week – that Seattle Dragon defense is sneaky good, I think, based on just what, at least on our show, what we've talked about in defenses and across the league. We might not be giving Seattle enough love. And I think this week really opened my eyes, at least, to their defense. I think they're, they, it, to hold how Mummy's offense like that, the first week, you know, we give. The, the we chalked that up to Philip Nelson playing against St. Louis in the rough time the Renegades had last week against LA a defense we all have talked about and respect they put up more points and I don't think th- they looked as good as they did last week in this game against the Dragons D the Dragons D is legit it really is and, and and the Dragons unfortunately just can't get anything rolling on the offensive side I think that's the part they need to fix a lot of good uh, key parts to that team are still are still fully functional. It's just getting them the ball in the right spots. I think the play calling may be a little, you know, maybe a little off, but still at the same time, uh, it's manageable. This team has been put in positions to win these games. The same thing happened in D.C. They were only a drive or two away, but it doesn't seem like they have the tools to finish. Uh, Alan, looking ahead real quick, next week the Dragons are coming to the Battle Dome. That's going to be a hard one for them to, to really plan against because that's going to be a loud environment. We're here now uh, for tomorrow's game. But I think they match up well with St. Louis for next week. Actually, I, defensively, I think they have the they have the kind of linebackers who are smart enough. Will play they will play smart, technique, sound uh, defense and keep Tamu contained. And I think they're, they're you know end of the game against the run they fell off a little bit against Dallas. But for the most part, I thought they played well against the run in this game. And it was that giant tight Donald Parham is a problem. He's a problem, and I don't think St. Louis has a player like him. So it might it might next week not be too bad of a matchup for Seattle, even though they're going into the Battle Dome. And, yeah, and, a, and a solid defense. I mean, St. Louis has a great defense. That's Defenses be a travel. So look for Seattle to give St. Louis a problem next week for sure. Not a Donald Parham problem. He's like a different level problem. But can we really just not overlook this Tex-FL showdown? That's going to be great. Houston probably against one of their toughest opponents on the road. Dallas Renegades, the first Tex-FL showdown of the season. Uh, Dallas is going back home, hosting those Roughnecks. It's going to be a great game. Oh, that's that's one of the, the ones you circle on. The, like this week with St. Louis's home opener, the first Tex-FL showdown, the first Dallas Renegades-Houston Roughnecks matchup next week. Oh, it's going to be magical. I mean, we've seen everything Houston's been able to do offensively and defensively getting after quarterbacks, although this week they you know, they took a breather. They didn't get after uh, Cornelius as much in that game. But will they bring it back against Landry Jones? Will Landry Jones step up and have his best game? It's A lot's on the line in that one. I mean, really big game in the West 
for the Renegades next week. Getting this win on the road, huge for the confidence, huge for the standings, of course, but even better for the fans because not only is it a rivalry game next week, it's it's for the West at, at you know as we approach the midway point of the season not too far from now. Right, Alan. So really a, kind of the same standouts we've seen all season so far for both these teams, Payne, uh, Jones, Parham, although Parham's looking better and better every single week. I think oh, this teams... was a coming out party for Parham. I mean, we can't say I can't say enough about him. He was really un, un, you can't cover him. And they it was unfair. And then they couldn't catch him. <laughs> the speed of this man outrunning two corners. On I that doesn't get the number one play of the pregame show. Oh, next we'll week. talk about that later on. And then you have on the on the guard. I'm sorry, on the dragon side. Uh, you know, Brandon Silver's really needs to get better, but you have some stars at wide receiver. Prohl, uh, Reynolds. Also, you had Farrell with a touchdown from the backfield. Uh, those that hydra of running backs, like you like to say, uh, pretty fun to watch. I think they're just a few plays away, like most teams. I think they're getting better. No one has shown me that they've been that bad. Even Tampa Bay this week looks better than they way better than they have the last few weeks. I guess we'll see what happens with the Guardians uh, tomorrow. Uh, Alan, that's it for the Saturday games. We're going to have two games again tomorrow. We're going to be back here doing some more recapping. We're going to be at the Battle Dome for the St. Louis game. And then the Wildcats game. I'm really excited to see that one. Hopefully we get to catch that one on some television somewhere relatively quickly because I want to watch that one. Oh, absolutely. The the Wildcats and Defenders game you think has, you know, spoiler upset potential. Um, I can't wait to see what Josh Johnson brings if he's healthy in that game and then yeah at the battle dome what more can we say about it i cannot wait uh the guardians coming in to play st louis careful now careful and now. it's <laughs> no nah, i don't think it's going to be pretty for them but we'll see what if matt mcgloin bounces back has four touchdowns and, and upsets st louis you never know because what do you always say about this league anything could happen in the xfl and anything could happen on this podcast we'll be back here tomorrow for two count them two uh, recaps also every Tuesday morning, every Thursday night. Keep breathing fire, Seattle. <laughs> You'll get there. Uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast gimmick, XFL.com as well, or YouTube.com slash XFL, the official YouTube channel of the XFL. For Allen, I'm Bryant. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.